Weed, ganja, dope, grass, Mary Jane, cannabis, marijuana, whatever we want to call it these days, we know someone who's using it to treat a medical condition, or at the very least, just to relax. We're here to walk you through cannabis, from joints to terpenes, and what it's like to treat our medical conditions with this beautiful natural plant. This is Cannabis and Comrades, and I'm your host each week, Todd Larkin, and with me as always, my good friend, the Colossus of Cannabis, Mr. Drake Haggard. Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Cannabis and Comrades. Uh, this is like an early Christmas present to me right oh, now. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think I don't think our listeners are ready for this, Todd. I'm not it, ready for this. It, me either. It's happening though. Uh, we have our our favorite uh, person, person or people, uh, both on the podcast today. Yeah, both for sure. Yeah. Talk him up. <laughs> Talk him up. He grows the most luscious beard. In, mm. in southern Oklahoma, if not the entire state. He served our country for 12 years in the U.S. Army, serving two tours to Iraq. Uh, a man of tradition. He Uh-oh. runs his uh, uh, <laughs> he runs his grandfather's farm, which I think is freaking awesome. Yes. Uh, and now they, uh, him and his dad run a large uh, pecan orchard and is one of the best growers of medical marijuana in the state of Oklahoma. 100%. He's a family man. A husband, father of three, ladies and gentlemen, the notorious John Baker of Thunderbird Farms. Hello. <laughs> That's it. He's done. That's it. Like, I want everybody to know how difficult it was to get him. That is correct. <laughs> it's about the worst thing I can imagine to do. No, man. You, uh, <laughs> seriously, every time we talk to you, it's, it's a joy for one. It's fun to talk to you. And so I think other people should talk to John, or at least listen to John. Um, and I think dude, the things you 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 have to say about growing, uh, you're always very humble about, but you do a very good job. And I think the majority of our patients, if not all of our patients, would say you were top notch. Uh, Appreciate that. So you're doing something right. And I just want folks to hear that because I know you're an open book. Uh, you don't think that anything you do is, is spectacular in any way. You are not a, a Willy Wonka of marijuana. <laughs> but In no means. In no means. But uh, we've done some grow classes with, with John before in our veterans group. I mean, you think it's it's nothing, but we still get veterans today that come in and talk about how much that helped them or just a little piece of information you gave them that night. So mm-hmm. I think talking to today and just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of shooting the shit, honestly, about cannabis and what you do, just kind of talk about those things and maybe help some home growers uh, get some, some good flour out there. So, All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> um, so first off, John, uh, 
let's talk about uh what what got you started with cannabis um i mean you're running a very successful business um had a, a very nice family clean cut business going uh and very successful i mean my family had gone over to your farm a couple of times ourselves but uh, what got you started growing cannabis well i never viewed it any different than any other crop to be grown so it was just a another venture that I was more interested in than pecans or vegetables or <laughs> right. other stuff. But uh, so I was just ready to do it as soon as it turned legal. Was it the like intrigue of maybe how difficult it could be or just the newness of it? Uh, I've, I've just always been intrigued in it. And I've been a user of it for probably the past almost four and a half years or so, a daily user. So I was using it before it became legal because it, for other reasons, but uh, so that just really piqued my interest when I became a daily user. Yeah. So as soon as I had the opportunity to, to be able to grow it, I jumped on it. Um, what all do you use cannabis for? Most relief I get from it is being able to have a full night's sleep. That's when I started using it. I just used it right before I go to bed. Just about 30 minutes after kids go to bed and go outside and they never even knew even after i started growing it that i even smoked it <laughs> i mean that's i just no need to to tell them i thought but, no yeah but uh it, it turned into a thing where i started feeling better with my body like my joints i was able to start climbing the stairs without using the handrail i mean i was in a lot of joint pain that i wasn't fully aware of yeah i mean just gradually got into where i was hurt to move kind of so that was really limiting me but and i didn't even expect uh when i started using that marijuana would help that yeah and that was probably my biggest benefit is my joint relief yeah now, when you first started smoking, did you did you know if you were smoking indica or sativa, or was you just kind of? No, I just mainly just I never really bought it off the street or anything. I, I always knew where it was grown. Yeah. So, and I wasn't aware of indica or sativa or even the names of them really. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just knew quality yeah. mattered the most. Yeah. Good. The effects that you get from better quality just. So that, that was the other reason that got me wanting to grow into. And and you're the type of person you're sativa and indica. Really, you don't notice the difference, do no, you? No. When I first started, I mean, I could tell a heavy indica more, but now I, I sample every harvest batch I have, so I'm just uh, my system's I guess on overload or something. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. If it's okay to talk about, uh, I know your parents use it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, your mom ha has had some more significant health issues, but uh, your dad uses it for sleep and things also. Uh, what benefits have they, they seen personally, and was it hard discussing it with them, or did they come to you? I actually brought it up to my mom for her to try it before I even let her know that I was using it. And uh, she was surprisingly, I mean, very receptive to it. Yeah, and because she she has an illness in her it's a, in her lungs and it's with inflammation in her lungs and what she uses is a tincture with one to one balance. Yeah, and uh, I I went and got that for her because I knew CBD along with the THC is 
is what she would probably need to help her the most. Yeah. And luckily, the first one I got her was in Colorado before because it wasn't legal here yet. And uh, it just, she did a 180 within just a few months. And the doctors didn't understand why or how. Or A few of them wanted to hear about it, and a few of them were just didn't want to hear her talk about it, really. And so mm. she didn't really mention it to them. But a few of them really intrigued them. And uh, they had to admit that that helped because that nothing else was curing what was happening to her she was just progressively getting worse and this was the first time that she gotten better yeah, yeah. and she gotten a whole lot better <clears throat> so she's really seeing it firsthand yeah and just uh, not to tell my mom but then no. she ran out of it and didn't <laughs> want to tell me about it and uh so she hadn't used it for about four months well she's had another spell mm. and she's been back at the hospital again. wow wow i mean that's unfortunate but i mean it's awesome to see that you guys were seeing a good benefit out of it mm-hmm. when you first started using it uh four years ago was it something that um i mean i'm sure you used it before as a kid or you know maybe even as a young adult but uh when you did start using it was that was something that was kind of hard for you or uh, hard to find or uh not really uh, through through the people that we had working for us uh-huh. i mean it, uh, you could always find it from one person away from you oh <laughs> yeah yeah i'm always surprised so, to hear of like like i always it's in its young kids <clears throat> that you hear getting access to like mushrooms or heroin anything or you could cocaine. ever imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, what the hell? I, I, as a 38-year-old, I don't know who to go ask for that. No clue. No. But, I mean, I know who to go ask for weed. But Right. <clears throat> oh, definitely. Uh, so, so you said a while ago, obviously, you knew who was growing it. Um, like to us, that's always been important, always knowing where it's come from and what it was. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing from, from you and just being able to go to your farm whenever we want to and going and checking it out i know yeah. drake was there last week yeah man it's just a, it's a once in a lifetime experience every time you go there man it's i mean it's a beautiful farm he runs a good well-mannered place well i don't do it alone i mean it's my team that oh, are working for me yeah good. definitely yeah. but not, not for me with me 100 percent. correct that <laughs> <laughs> um what's the most difficult thing about that for me it's n- it's not difficult because it's what I want to do and it's what I enjoy doing. It's it's my passion, I guess, now. I mean, I've never done something that I was so wanting to learn more about. Like, I grew countries and I learned how to keep them alive, and but I wasn't really wanting to know how to make them that extra bit or that extra taller. I just didn't intrigue me as much. Yeah. Yeah. And with this, it it's so versatile. Of it's unlimited of what of the way different ways you can grow to get a different result on the same plant, and uh, so that's just very intriguing. That's what really keeps me going is that I know I don't have it figured out. Now I try something different almost on every single harvest I've done. I've done a little something hmm. different, and if it works, I keep with it. If it don't work, I just throw it away and start with something else but i'm always trying to improve because i know i'm not growing the best that i can i can always do better Um, from the man himself i mean (laughs) just no and it 
and it is so freaking good. And, like that's the thing, and it gets better every batch. I mean, it's, yeah. Like I mean, we. Well, I've had my ups and downs, but. So I got a question: Has any of your pecan style of growing, like, bled through to your cannabis style? Has anything? I mean. Well, yes, very much. Uh, we grow pecan trees in containers for a little while, and uh, so I've learned how to keep a container wet. It's kind of like uh, like Mr. Miyagi teaching a lesson, uh-huh. oh, like yeah. wax on, wax off. There you go. And the way I kind of explain like growing in a pot is you got to have a sponge set in there, and you never want it to be dripping water, or you never want it to dry out. So you got to learn how to keep it in that medium for day after day. I mean, not just for that one hour or so looking at it. Yeah. Because that's so important, especially yeah. with young um, marijuana plants, is keeping yeah. them wet, or keep any plant is keeping hydrated. it wet. Yeah. All right. It, but while you want to keep them hydrated, moisture, keeping them wet is also the number one reason a lot of people mess up mm-hmm. by drowning the roots from oxygen and stuff. But right. So as a, as a small home grower, uh, how would you say, like, some tips to kind of keep, uh, you know, a few plants hydrated, you know, mm-hmm. uh, watering tips? What, so what I do, on commercially, it's quite, it's different than, say, a home grow. Home yeah. grow, you can actually physically pick up each pot and feel how wet it is. Mm-hmm. And you can put your finger through the hole at the bottom of that pot and see if it's dry or wet, because you want it to be the same moisture all the way throughout that pot. If you're watering, just keeping that top wet and never letting the water run all the way to the bottom, you're starving that whole area. But uh, if you're overwatering and keeping that bottom wet the entire time, you're just drowning it out. So you just have to really learn how that plant is drinking or using that water. Thank you. Yeah, most that's, of that's, that's yeah. good, dude. I've never had anybody break that no, down. I mean, this, for me, this, honestly. This, it sounds simple, honestly, but yeah. like well, I've never had somebody explain to me just how to. System. I mean, that stuff. I mean, thinking my plants staying hydrated, just moist, not wet all day. Yeah, it's that's the number. That's the hardest thing for me to explain to anybody. Really, just verbally is how to do that. And I, I was thinking about it the other day about that sponge. And, no, that was that was. But perfect. Uh, I've been helping this other guy grow and. I, I try to tell him everything I know about it, but he still had, had a few hiccups, and it's just so I can't quite figure out how to explain my yeah. how to do it all. But just through experience, I guess. I've, I've said this before, and I'm always going to say it with you. It's 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 you. It's what yeah, you're it, doing around those plants, it man. Comes it's just to your them. person. I mean, yeah, you enjoy what you do. You truly love it. Um, and you you love what comes out and, and what people are getting from it. So you're pouring everything into it, and and so many people are are in this for the money, and you know that, John. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so they're not in for the true love, and those plants. I mean, I think they know it. Yeah, I think they know it, dude. If you're not loving them and taking care of them, then then they'll they'll show it in in their harvest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the plants don't take the weekends off. No, no. <laughs> you can't shut the door and come back on Monday. <laughs> So, kind of talking about you know home grows and personal grows. Uh, what other good tips um, could you give home growers? Just uh, be able to enjoy it. Don't make it a, a overthink 
overanalyze just really learn that plant each plant is going to be different that you grow each strain is going to drink a little different you, so you really got to learn what that plant wants and the only way you can do that is just by being around it and watching it we always tell folks that it's really what you put back into it right I mean, if you want to spend $300 and get you a good setup and spend the time and, and the effort that all that takes, then, you know, you're going to get a good harvest. If you just throw a seed in and you know, you're going to get what you get. So, right. It, it, a lot of it, the equipment does matter, the lights and stuff for good quality. Right. But to grow a plant that's smokable and then that you will somewhat enjoy because you grew it, I mean, it doesn't take much. Drake's, I know, been looking a lot into the um, living soil. Mm -hmm. Have you paid much attention to that or looked into that? I have, that? and I, I'm really intrigued by it. I really would like to try it. But for somebody that's novice, that hasn't grown with probably a salt base like miracle Grow or just grown even vegetables, a tomato or anything, just to jump into living soil and all that, it's, I've seen some disasters. Of people just getting in over their heads and yeah. don't know how to correct because you're you're trying to just live off what's in that soil for the entire life of that plant. Yeah, the the last uh, little harvest I ran at the house, I ran a couple in of some premixed little uh, living soils, mm -hmm. and it it kind of I mean they were cool. I mean my plant took off. You could tell it's thriving at first, and there towards the end you could tell some of the other plants it kind of withered away versus mm -hmm. you know the, my nutrient plants. That, uh, it was kind of lacking a little bit so I definitely understand that seeing where living soil kind of runs out of nutrients like you said right you, you need to be feeding it some kind of microbes or something to be helping decompose in there but I, I wouldn't suggest it to anybody but that being said I know living soil can produce probably some of the best tasting and looking flour out there because I've had some of it that's been really really good but uh, I'm not ready for it. I'm not advanced yeah, enough that yeah. I don't think. <laughs> it scares me because, yeah, I mean, it can really, you can grow a lot of bacteria. In mm -hmm. What what I like about, like, salt-based nutrients or just any other synthetic nutrient, you, uh, you can really push that plant. You can give it more, give it less. You can watch the plant grow and adjust on the fly. With the living soil, you're stuck with what you started with, with a few additives that you may add, but... What kind of lights would you suggest if, uh, so say, um, say I bought a, a small little tent that I can grow uh, two plants in, so you know, maybe like a what a three by three. What kind of light would you suggest? Uh, would you, LED? Um, I know you've played with about all of them. All right. I, I've uh, I, I do like LED the best out of HPS and CMH that I've tried for the finished product. But I, I see the benefits of all three of the style lights. But with LED, where you get in trouble is you're, you're buying a budget light and you, you get a budget quality in the end. It does pay to get a, to buy quality on the light. So I'd say for like a three by four tent, you'd expect to probably want to spend around $300 or so on a light. Yeah. yeah. a $100 light, you're going to get probably $100 weed you know instead of $400 weed yeah yeah definitely no and there's I mean there's folks that yeah they have to go with that $100 light but you mm -hmm. know hopefully you know, your next harvest you'll be able to save that money from having to go to a dispensary right. and uh, you can spend 
that money on a better light the next round. So, right, it, it, a lot of people don't really quality isn't their driving issue of what they're wanting to get out of cannabis. They're just wanting to get the THC in their body. So quality doesn't matter to them. So you can you can always get a product out of anything because it's gonna grow. But mm-hmm. you get what you put in. Um. So at, after the harvest. As a grower, I, I, know, I think this is probably one of the most important things to you. Um, but how important is the cure? It is the single most important. Okay. The uh, You can easily ruin a whole harvest just within the first week of your drying. If you dry it way too fast, you're, you're just you're doomed. Yeah. We, uh, what, what helped me learn the, the importance of it mainly was when we did our... Uh, hemp harvest last two years ago and uh we weren't prepared to dry uh, like 10 acres of hemp so we had to improvise and we set up all of our greenhouses with shade cloths and we put it in under there and while it was cool because it was at the end of october when we were harvesting it uh you can't control that heat or humidity 100 percent that it turned brown within a week and it wasn't sellable to my standard yeah. to be on the shelf to be able to sold as a bud so it just all went straight to the concentrate and i only had probably like three pounds of it last year that i sold you and yeah because i i dried that within my uh my uh, drying facilities a little bit of the hemp that i sold for the shelf quality and uh your hemp flower was better than majority of indoor in oklahoma mm-hmm. just fyi just to let you know <laughs> more than majority by the way and what that was was the cure was what made that better yeah not see. what i grew not how i grew it just because i just grew it outside and have very little inputs yeah all in the cure <laughs> that's it we're sold so i guess as simple as possible for you um kind of break down the difference of uh growing hydro and growing in soil in hydro versus soil hydro i i can i see the benefits in that i've done a couple runs in that and probably my highest testing flower i've had was through my hydro table but i've only had one successful run at it (laughs) (laughs) every other time i've had a something bacterial infection or ran out of water overnight and it was dry and it's there's a lot of maintenance and upkeep that could run a crop Okay. Versus soil in a pot or anything, it's you have a buffer zone. You can forget to water for a couple of days, and the plant's not going to just die; it'll be wilted. But, so there's a bigger buffer zone when it comes to soil. That's what I prefer. Yeah. Make it simple. That's good. Yeah. Yes, that's a ah, that's exactly what I want. Buffer zone. The buffer zone, the sponge. But I'm learning so See? much. <laughs> God. He thinks he's like just. He's talking to two idiots. I know. So he's. He, <laughs> and then Q's not saying anything. Q has said nothing since we started. Okay. So Miss Jackson. Probably oh, Miss like Jackson. The, not the song. That is a good song though. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Mamas, mamas, <laughs> baby mamas, mamas, 
Yeah, go like this. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. But Miss Jackson was probably the like another like no, number one strain in Southern Oklahoma to help new users get 100%. started on cannabis. Like I wish we would have kept like a true tally on it yeah. because so many people even still come back asking for Miss Jackson. Fill our listeners in to Miss Jackson if you can. Well, how I came about getting Miss Jackson was uh, the first seed that I got when I got my license was from this kid or guy that works for me, that has been working for me off and on for the last seven years. And uh, he uh, he was my hookup there for a little while. I got it. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. Nice. Um, he, yeah, he actually bought me my first little pipe thing when oh. we're off on a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Sounds he, like a good hand. Yeah, yeah. it does. He, he got that seed from what he was buying in down on the river. Okay. The Red River. So it's just a wild plant that... Uh, so this is some, like, old school, yeah, like... Yeah. And it was just in a bag full of seeds. So it was just Riveling. one that I picked out of there. Mm-hmm. And so I popped it, and uh, it started growing, and I wasn't sure that it even was a marijuana plant at first because right. it was just so funky growing. It had all these branches before it is even a foot tall it had like 10 branches i mean it's just a bush oh yeah and uh so i almost threw it away right then and there because i that don't even look like what i want but it's my first plant i was ever even growing so i don't even know what i was like but uh <laughs> anyways Crash, so i just went with it and i let it grow and it just kept on growing and growing getting taller as fast as growing plant i've had actually so it flowered and it was like a six week flowering strain. So I was super pumped about it. Mm-hmm. So I hit a gold mine here. And uh, I, I got it tested and it was, yeah, the CBD was at 9% and 6% on the THC. Well, I didn't know that. And actually, the first time I smoked it was when I went to a TVA meeting. The first okay. one I went to. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So me and my buddy smoked that before we went. To that meeting and uh i got like a head change like i i felt really really good and he did too it was like we didn't even smoke that much of it so mm-hmm. i thought this is going to be high thc this made me so good <laughs> and uh got the test results and it was what it, that was that then i was even happier because i like i got a cb strain yeah but what happens with miss jackson is it hermes and it it's little seeds off everywhere and it gets seeds on my other plants mm. so i've really limited what i was growing of it and now i've almost retired it completely yeah it, it was so yeah it was one that really helped me kind of segue to some stronger strains like yours uh, like white thunder and things like that mm. because it it gave me that head change you know but um didn't mess with me too much so i could use it during the day and it's a good and, headache killer too i mean oh for sure just without being you know fully medicated yeah so many patients really enjoyed it because of the benefit they got from pain relief and headaches specifically mm-hmm. um the the it had a nice citrus taste to it yeah, as very well. orangey and yeah yeah it looked funky yeah mm-hmm. little orange hairs everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
you gave me one to grow at home and it I, it had to be over 10 feet tall oh, it, was it was a it was a tree yeah it was huge i made my wife dig it out yeah. <laughs> singing miss jackson <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the military for 12 years mm-hmm. what did you do while you were in i was transportation okay drove pls and did you um Anything they use cannabis for from your time over there, like PTSD and depression, things like that mostly? Yes, I use cannabis for depression and to mainly help me sleep through the night. So I, I, I wasn't really realizing I was waking up as much as I was. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I do need to sleep with a CPAP too. But, okay. But this, I have, I don't need to when I use cannabis. So. I mean, because I, I sleep through the whole night and I don't have yeah. to episodes of me getting up or anything using cannabis for all those issues and everything uh did you kind of become a cannabis advocate uh, for other veterans use as well so i was turned on to it by a, a good friend of mine that was also a veteran that nuts became my hookup that uh we we would uh it's more of a communal thing that yeah. we would smoke together and that's more more of the benefit I probably got from it that really helped me get into it, enjoy mm-hmm. it more. Because at first when I started smoking it, it was more of a job. I mean, I had to go outside and smoke and get it together and try not to smell. And, <laughs> like, do I really want to go out tonight? It's cold. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a job. It is. And uh, but now it's I enjoy it now. I can I can tell the subtle differences in each. When you don't part. have to hide as much either. And I don't have to hide it as much so when uh when you started coming to the tva meetings and and uh getting more involved and stuff uh we went to dc and when we go to dc we talk to uh legislators there mainly um our oklahoma legislators senator jim enhoff and uh, james langford so we got appointments with them and every i've i've let's see here five times i've had appointments with them and never got to personally speak to them. So, um, I've met in once, but we weren't allowed to talk about cannabis. We went out there, had an appointment to talk with them. And, uh, we're in the meeting. Was it with, with Langford? Yeah. It was, yes. So, uh, I can't remember the young, the young kid's name, but, uh, he was a young kid in a room full of, uh, grown men who were all veterans. And, uh, he, um, uh, he, you're talking to him, and I can tell, like, just early on in the conversation, you're you're getting a little agitated because going into these conversations, we know that they're anti-cannabis. But what we're doing with these conversations is trying to change their mindset by showing them that, hey, look, we're dads, we're husbands, we serve in our community, we run businesses. Uh, we're veterans. We're not shitty people. Um, we try to give back and do the right thing. So, hey, will you look at cannabis in a different light? But um, they just kind of sit there and, and and don't respect the things we're saying or, or really even kind of listen to us. So uh, I, I see you get that sentiment early on, and I can kind of see you sitting there getting agitated. If you can, talk about 
for you, like sitting in that room and, and trying to change a legis- legislator's mind about cannabis, uh, did it kind of make you want to, to, to fight a little bit more um, and, yeah. and be a little more adamant about uh, veterans and cannab- cannabis use? Yeah, it, it's just uh, irritating to know who we were talking to was not listening. Yeah. I mean, it's just obvious that he's just waiting on this time to be mm-hmm. up. And it, it's just, we drove, well, I mean, we went all that way and had a meeting set up, and he's just watching the clock. Yeah. <laughs> get out of there. Yeah. It, it, that, that infuriates me when people don't want to listen to somebody else. You know, they always say that, you know, if we want things changed, we have to speak up and we have to speak to the right people. Mm-hmm. And so. You can be idiotic about it. Uh, you can be professional about it. Uh, you can be assholes about it. You can write letters. You can call. You can go out there. So I figure that going out there to me is very personable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have constituents from your state uh, that you serve coming to see you. So personally, um, I think that they should greet us themselves. But... Taking into consideration that 63% of our state passed medical marijuana, mm-hmm. you should want to listen to, uh, for sure, a group of guys who are in the business, in the industry, uh, a group of guys who serve their country, a group of guys who mm-hmm. um, just wanting to sit in a room and kind of talk to them. And to not get the appreciation uh, of that time was, yeah, it was disappointing. And every time to go out there and do that. So it's not... Um, with, with cannabis, we try to be so active out there in D.C. because that's the only way that we're going to change legislation. And to just be a waste of someone's time in a room is very disappointing. Yeah, and it, it does motivate you to want to keep on going and be louder and try to reach them finally. But, but I guess I, I feel a little spoiled that in Oklahoma that it, our medical problem that we do have in uh, do have in, <laughs> that we do have in place that uh, it has made me a little bit lazier about because I guess it hasn't made me lazier. My community, I'm changing minds and my neighbors. Yeah, uh, there's not a neighbor on my road that uh, hasn't asked me about it or interested on how it could help them, and and I've, a lot of them I've had start using it that. I would never even dream that they would even voted to help pass it, or they didn't vote to help pass it. But they hear all these stories that uh, just change their mind, and they're more curious, and they try it, and they see that it works. And now I, I know a couple of them that are even working in a grow <laughs> that uh, I've been in trouble by in previous times. <laughs> I, I mean... No, but that's that's exactly it. That's I mean, you are changing minds. You are showing people that, you know, you're you're a dad first. You you know, husband, and I mean, you're great in your community. Everybody knows you. Um, but you use cannabis. You grow cannabis. But I mean, you're not doing anything bad. You're just a you're just a farmer, John. Right. I mean, and like that shows. That's telling everybody that this isn't as bad as what we've always been told and so those those Jim Inhoffs out there who really ignorantly think that this is bad I mean I'm sorry but 
I mean, they need to see the, you know, the guys like you that are, you're just a family guy, man. That's all we are. Mm. We're just family men. We just, you know, we enjoy what we do. We love the plant and we go home to our kids and our wives at night. I mean, we're pretty simple in my opinion, but, um, but this is important to us. And so, no, it, what you're doing is, is still amazing, man. It's not uh, just because we're, we're not able to go to D.C. right now and, and fight with those assholes doesn't mean that we're, uh, you know, we, we're not changing minds in our community. And then, you know, they're talking to their aunts in Missouri and Mississippi and Louisiana and trying to change their mind, you know. So, um, so no, it helps, man. But uh, that's the deal. We've just got to change those minds you know we've we've all been able to change our grandparents minds and then so how many of their grandparents friends you know are are our grandparents friends have they changed you know so um but anyway um i just kind of wanted to talk about that because this is when i mean you were i could tell you were very adamant about uh veterans and cannabis use man um I think we both see that it's very beneficial to vets in a lot of ways, um, whether it be just medicinally or um, just the, the, you know growing it, uh, you know, working in the industry. So many vets enjoy just uh, being able to take care of those plants or get the medicine out of the plants. All right. All right. They, they, they say that the most addicting thing about cannabis is growing cannabis. <laughs> and that that has been probably the best therapeutic that I've had is being able to be in a room full of cannabis plants and taking care of them and know that they're relying on me to survive and uh, so it's really gave me a really good purpose. I mean, I, yeah. they're all my babies out there. Then got to make sure they make it until I chop them down. Until <laughs> <laughs> I cut, until uh, I cut them up. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, no, yeah, that goes back to that love of, that you put into those plants, man. I Get mean, out what you put in. Yeah. I mean, the white thunder, the purple thundercloud, thunder cookies, I mean, orange gasm, I mean. Gelato, big cheese. <laughs> so, speak up, Q. What'd you say, Q? Lean up to the mic. I think he said, like, jungle cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta throw me out like that, man? So I know... Here at the dispensary, we've had a hard time with, uh, like, uh, we've added all kinds of new cleaning procedures and kind of safety procedures uh, to making sure we're, you know, wiping down more often, making sure we're being a little more sanitary in certain areas. Uh, as a grower, uh, uh, you know, what's important to you and, and how difficult is it to, to make sure that you're you know, everything's staying clean and sanitary throughout your entire process because, I mean, not only can, you know, bacteria, but also, you know, you can get mold and all kinds of other issues that can, uh, and then, like you were talking earlier with um, uh, causing other plants to herm out. So um, what do you do to kind of keep everything clean? Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, I try to clean after each cycle that I do. And periodically through the floor throughout the whole cycle but uh when i first started i, I started out growing a perpetual grow and i thought that was just a better way to make money never have an empty spot and just keep going but it, it finally caught up to me and i started to have some problems some 
bug infestations and some viruses or disease or some just something funky happening in the plant and uh so i started going to just a single run and cleaning i don't use bleach but uh i uh i clean with peroxide i fog it with peroxide and uh i use sulfur to clean the rooms and stuff between each harvest okay to try to kill whatever might be left in there throughout my like veg that's the hardest room to clean because you never have that empty because your mother plants are constantly growing in there and your clone you just never empty it never have a time so i haven't had a empty space in there since i started so what we do in there we kind of work in blocks and sections and as we take out a block we'll we'll mop and really clean that area just a little like 20 by 20 area but mm -hmm. we'll clean it just as a little grid pattern going through there but okay mr baker get a little a little more personal with you mm -hmm. a little deeper and the soul of john the questions we we ask everybody every every week first of what's your worst cannabis experience the worst well it it, it will be the when was that what 2007 I was in Iraq oh nice Ooh. I like so where this is this going happens. Yeah. I was in Iraq and uh well we all you know you get bored there so of course we had a, a buddy that I had a brother that so happened lived in California that mailed us some cannabis it was like all sealed up in a candle and everything we got it so there's like eight of us one night we're right in the middle of uh, the airport in Baghdad and uh, walking around our trailers that everybody's is the night shift so we were just getting off work is what we we're doing so about eight of us were walking around we all took about two hits off of this one joint and uh, I don't even know if it was a, it was a joint I think we emptied out a cigarette and filled that up or something but uh we all took about two hits and uh me and my buddy that was in the same trailer barely made it back to the trailer which was like 40 yards away okay and uh we would finally made it in the door and we thought it was best to lay down and lay low <laughs> and then we started to get paranoid so then i just hopped up and said i gotta i gotta go take a shower i know they're gonna smell it i, I know this i, I know he, my buddy convinced me not to so I laid back down well, and I mean that, like my body just was melting away I mean it was the, the worst experience <laughs> I've ever had yeah of anything and uh, I didn't smoke again for like at least a year my buddy didn't do it again for like five years I don't know what it was but it was a lesson so the lesson was i didn't know where that stuff came from there you go mm. and it wasn't probably just cannabis that was in it so lesson learned know where it comes from <laughs> so what's your um what's your favorite strain well that that's another tough one because what's my favorite one to grow Mint or smoke both okay yeah. sir two part uh, yeah uh, so uh, there's also two part on growing. Which one's the easiest to sell? <laughs> well, three part. 
We all know it's easiest to sell. <laughs> what do you hate growing the most, but as a quality cannabis plant that you, I mean, that produces good? Yeah. Um, it's almost white thunder. Wow. Really? Yeah. Did not expect that. I, I, I get good, consistent product out of it for the most part, but the plant varies a lot. It, it sometimes is a real strong plant, sometimes it's a weak, just wants to droop onto the pot almost plant. It's uh, real hard to, to master, I guess. Just one small wrong step during that growth, that, that short two month process of flowering, it'll just throw it off a little bit. Yeah. My favorite to grow. What is what is the question? Favorite to grow, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so my favorite one to grow is most likely the gelato. Why is that? It state the 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 strength of the stems and everything. It's pretty consistent every time I grow it. It stays up and upright and wants to stay where it's. Yeah. My favorite to smoke. Yeah. That I'm, I'm sad to say is the one I can't get anymore. It would have been Hit Girl. Hmm. The first time I grew it, it was so so. I, I, I liked it, so I, I grew some more of it. And then I don't know what happened. I didn't grow it for a little while. I think so. Yeah, there for but a while I, it was kind of spotty. Yeah, it, it was a little spotty, but then I figured out how to grow it. I mean, I just got to learn each strain. I figured out when it needed the food and when it didn't need it. And it became my favorite once I figured that out. So by not giving up on it. But then I lost it. I mean, it's a yeah. story on that. <laughs> Do you think... The guy that helped me lose it's going to be hearing this and feel bad, but <laughs> it'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mr. Baker... I know you like music. One of the first trips I, I got to take with you, we were, were jamming out to Post Malone. Yeah, you, I get in the car Post and you're jamming out. jamming out to Post Malone. No, you were too. It was not. Post it was Malone. some rap. It might have been Chance. Chance the rapper. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Me and Baker was jamming on the way to the airport though. Yeah, you were with. It. We were in the same vehicle. He yeah. was jamming on some rap. Yeah, I, I enjoy. We was bumping out the rap. The rap, <laughs> which <laughs> I didn't say it my, like that. My wife I like rap. makes fun of me from oh. say like thirty years ago. Me saying that once. Oh, it's very. I mean, you oh you I said, said you said, said the, the rap. rap. <laughs> nice. I said I listened to the rap. Man, <laughs> as white as I can be. <laughs> Southern Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, there you go. So I do enjoy all types of music. All right. So uh, I know it's hard for you to kind of pinpoint one, but what would be your favorite song if you could think of one? I have thought of this since episode one. Ooh. I've been preparing for this moment. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> um, it's not even a song that probably anybody's really heard. But you say that, but this is the freaking jukebox yeah. of the century over here. So, right. <laughs> uh, it, it was music I was listening to when I was in Iraq the first time on my little iPod or whatever I had. Back, no, I had CDs back then. I think like two thousand. Was right at the new, new start of MP3s. Had both. I, I had CDs. I remember buying CDs there. But anyways, uh, and I had an iPod too. I'd listen my count so it keep 
score of your count on the iPod of how many times you listen to a song. So I was thinking back to that, so I, was, so I looked that up, and uh, one was, the whole album was what I listened to by far the most, and I didn't even realize it. So it was uh, Songs Ohio is the band. They're not even a group anymore that I'm aware of. But uh, the song is Just Be Simple. Same old loneliness, everybody knows where that is. We built that house of his, and when he's not home, someone else we know always is. If heaven's really coming back, I hope it has a heart attack when they see how dangerous it is. Yeah. You know it? I don't think I did. Okay. Songs. Why did YouTube it on the way home for sure? <coughs> Songs, Ohio. Songs, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. It, it's a kind of eclectic little. You ever heard of Ben Queller? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it is it similar to Ben Queller? No, not really. Okay, because he's kind of folksy, eclectic. Well, this is folksy. This has like a steel guitar in it. Okay. But it has a weird. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm it's excited. music. I love music. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, Baker, uh, times are kind of tough right now for uh, for a lot of folks. Um, what when when things get tough for you, what keeps you going and motivates you? Well, other than obvious family of course besides that it's uh just knowing what gets me out of bed is knowing that i can do better than the day before man kind of thing. i always know there's an improvement to be made always there's something to be learned so that's what gets me up and especially it, it's easy for me to get up now with the business that i'm in because i thoroughly enjoy it so much and I want to get out there and see see the plants and see, make sure they're okay every morning. Because, I mean, there's been a couple times I walked in there and the AC's off. Or, I mean, <laughs> the plants are wilted to the ground almost. I mean, it's a, you have to be on top of it. So, uh, and just knowing that I'm, I've been able to consistently create, get a product to patients that have been extremely helpful. And uh, that's what motivates me to just keep going, knowing that I can get better and what I'm doing now is actually helping people. And, and it, I feel selfish because it seems like something I just, it's too easy for me to do because I enjoy it too much. And I feel selfish that I get to do it. Yeah, because you're getting to do something that you enjoy so much and All a lot right. of people don't. No, yeah, that's... And a lot uh, of people don't ever fully get to do that. No, trust me, man. It's like I'll, I wake up every day and get to enjoy the job I do, and especially coming to get to tour farms like yours. I mean, it's it's mm. awesome that I get to do that, you know. Mm. But it's because of people that enjoy it so much like you. I mean, that's why you value it the way you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't enjoy their jobs. They just look at them as just that. 
Mm-hmm. And I know some places are miserable. I've had shitty, horrible jobs, but, yeah. um, but yeah, just kind of how you value it and look at it, you know. So, but you love it, so you know, you're gonna hold it up there, man, and look towards it every day as something new and different. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm just glad to have you on, dude. Like, <laughs> seriously, who am, I, who am I gonna shout out now? It's been real. Fun. No, we'll, we'll, just, we'll shout out John. I keep shouting oh, yeah. out Thunderbird. Uh, no, but seriously, man, you. Um, I always want to have people on here that uh, m- either motivate me or like um, either try to do things to to be better and so like minded. Yeah, man, uh, just be better and and do better, and that's hard for a lot of us. But I think if we put those people around us, we listen to those type of people, and um, I'm not saying you're perfect. Calm down. But uh, my one weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> microphones. <laughs> microphones. <laughs> if you ever need to scare John, stick a microphone in front of his face. No. Uh, but seriously, man, you're you're such a great dude, and the things that you do. Um, you're not greedy. You care about these patients. I mean, that comes across in, in you from day one. The first day I met you, I could tell that you cared. You weren't in this to make money. And it's so hard to see that in this industry. Mm-hmm. And people that are truly out to help the patients. And so uh, so thank you for, for that. And thank you for coming on, on the podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, no, anytime you want to come back and talk about anything, when I mean, you stop getting scared of microphones and, I'm not and podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I know, I know you don't like the you don't like the attention, do you? I, I do not. No, I shy away from attention. You do, I understand. <laughs> uh, Drake, you had any questions, for Mr. Baker? <clears throat> no, just appreciate it, brother. It's been an honor, and like you said, anytime you know where we're at. You got anything you want to add, sir? I do not. Surprisingly. Sure. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. All right. You got anything? Tomorrow's not promised. Be good to people. All right. Well, Todd Drake and then Thunderbird Farms out. He's out. It's time.
Simple again. 